Hi all, this is RV Empath, and you're listening to the podcast RVE for the HSP, Highly Sensitive Person. Welcome. It is December 14th, 2020, and how are you doing? There's a lot of energy happening, and it will continue through 2021, especially today. I mean, (laughs) I'm talking about energy happening. Today is just you know, busting out of the seams with good positive aspects that continue on to tomorrow and I think also the following day, including a new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. That is pretty cool. I will be talking more about this in the astrological portion of the podcast here in a few minutes. And then I'm sure you're well aware that Saturn and Jupiter are moving into the sign of Aquarius in just a few days. And that is huge. Changing the energy of Saturn into Aquarius energy is awesome for so many reasons. Um, A few of which are it's going to lighten everything up. It's going to bring about new ways of thinking, innovation, humanitarianism. Um, What else? It's like there's a certain kind of artistic um, rebelliousness with Aquarius, which can be really cool. I always think of punk rock when it comes to the music scene and different, different genres like that. Because there's so many different types of music, right? So um, it just, it's the energy and the support that allows new things to come about in society. Like we have new, uh, new types of music that have come about like through the years. You know what I mean? So um, there's a lot of creativity and it just it's just going to lighten everything up, which is awesome. Now, whatever you've been working on when it comes to yourself, there's going to be a reward once Saturn moves signs. And that is a good thing too. It's either a reward or a bit of, you know, a kick in the pants. And, um, or a slap on the wrist. And we don't want that or worse, you know. So I'm here to kick our collective butts to get us like through it (laughs) over the finish line in terms of that Saturn energy so that we can feel rewarded and feel um, celebratory about different goals that we've met and different things that we've healed in our lives in terms of inner obstacles because Saturn and Capricorn energy is very much about dealing and healing restrictions, overcoming obstacles. It's the grind in terms of our work ethic and um, who we are in the world. So it can be long-term goals. It can be uh, having to do with authority, authority figures, large and small, including ourselves, how we direct our lives. 
and our reputations. I mean, it, it is no small thing, peeps. So, um, but it can be very exhausting. I mean, we're all pretty tired, I would think. Everyone's pretty tired, but there is hope. There is the light at the end of the tunnel. I am here <laughs> to help, inspire, and encourage us all to continue working on ourselves because it all comes down to the inner. It all comes down to the self. It all comes down to how well and how willing we work on our, we are to work on our muck and yuck, clearing it up and getting to a place of being calm and balanced within because it is from that place that clarity can be found. I mean, some semblance of peace and we can be in a healthy kind of mindset to be able to make the healthiest choice for ourselves and everyone concerned which is good that's that's objectively a good thing and speaking of good this is it's very important that there is a connection with God universal energy God being shorthand for good and um, whether you're more whether you're more generally spiritual or specifically religious it's uh, you know ground in the good <laughs> so alright where do I want to go that's my recap I say the same thing basically every um, podcast but it's good to have a daily refresher to kind of stay focused because we can all be really tired right now, exhausted, clearing up muck and yuck and subconscious karmic energy and energetic cycles is tough. It's hard. That's why uh, a lot of people choose to avoid, procrastinate, you know, keep going with their addictions because it's hard. You got to be some kind of badass to, to heal. So yay. <laughs> and um, keep it up. Right now, even on days such as today, which is, like I said, cram-packed with positive aspects. Even so, it can be very difficult because we are being asked to really heal. We all are being asked and need to ask ourselves to step up toward what our um, vision of ourselves is when it comes to living our best selves into our best lives. Okay, that's an individual thing. But you got to step up to that, which means almost constant, um, like confrontation of the self. And um, what's the word challenge? It's, it's very challenging. So right now, it's like making yourself do things you don't want to do, which is hard. It's so hard, right? I guess that falls into the category of self-discipline. Self-discipline is super important to strengthen and to have. But I'm beginning to notice that where I want to move forward, I personally am blocked. That has a lot to do with making money. It has a lot to do with moving forward in a, in a personal vocation, how I'm contributing in the world and 
figuring out a way to try to um, try to eke something out for myself in terms of financial satisfaction and security and support. So there's a lot of blocks there. So I have to do things that I don't want to do, which really makes sense when you look at it objectively, because everything that you've been willing to do up to this point has gotten you where you are now. So if you, me, us all, if we want to move to a new point of being, like a new vision, a new goal, then we have to do new and different things perhaps than we have before. And this means um, working on our bad habits, choosing healthier ones, um, working on how to work in terms of daily routines and what supports our health and well-being. And all of this is super important. If there's anyone who thinks that that sort of thing is selfish, they are wrong. It really comes down to intent of course, there can be um, selfishness. So that's not to say it doesn't exist. But having a healthy intention of working on oneself to be the best that we can be is, I think, not only important, but necessary. And We all need to straighten ourselves out as best we can before we can even begin to build our lives beyond that. And it affects everything, everything and every person in our lives will be more positively affected when we are in a more positive place and when we are healed inside. So it's taking time to do that for ourselves is necessary. And it's not selfish. I mean, it's not, it's self uh, preservation in a way. And it's important to keep that in mind, is all I'm going to say as we continue moving forward. Now, before I want to move to astrology, uh, I do want to say too, that I'm dealing with clearing up emotional muck and yuck from my past. I mean, I'm wondering, I'm wondering now, when to talk to my brother about something, my twin brother, about something that happened to us when we were kids in the sandbox. And I mentioned this before in a previous podcast. I'm, I don't know which one, but I've mentioned it a couple times. But we were bullied by older kids, very severely bullied. And they were um, very scary. They, from what I remember, they destroyed what we were working on and they forced us to build them a sandcastle by threat of personal injury, which is, (laughs) you know, that's terrible. I don't know how old we were, three, four. Um, But it was like these mafia goons standing over us. And it was very, um, you know, I think it was very harmful on multi- multiple levels because it was just my brother, my twin brother and myself. And I think he initially, you know, wanted to uh, like pushed back or wanted to, you know, defend us. But that was 
nipped in the bud pretty quick because these these uh, at least two maybe three older kids were um big so um so i don't know what that must have put him through as a young boy and growing up because i'm sure there was the um the need within him to protect his twin sister me right so failing to do that oh my gosh it's like a whole thing in and of itself um but I just remember it being very scary and um not fun in the least of course so we've never really talked about it I think we mentioned it I might have mentioned it to him once or and he said yeah you know, do you remember those dickhead kids when we were young or something? I don't know. It wasn't the only time that we've encountered um, that either one of us or uh, together encountered situations when it comes to bullying, I'm sure. I mean, I was bullied myself quite a few times and I bullied. Anyway, I don't want to get too far away from the story. The point is, I kind of want to approach that again with my brother, but right now it's really kind of strange with him because we haven't talked much at all. And I'm a bit, um, his whole uh, family has has kind of um, uh, ghosted me a little bit, for lack of a better word. So I'm still trying to figure out the best way to move forward in a healing way with all of this but some of you might know I approached my twin with another trauma and drama from our collective past when I lost my temper as a teenager and I I beat him with a baseball bat um, in a fit of rage and that's why I can speak of rage so well because I I lost it and I could have done great damage in that moment and thank God that it he wasn't um, hurt severely he um, was under a comforter at the time and I think that helped cushion the blows but it's it's a terrible terrible memory and um, of someone who's who just breaks you know sanity breaks for for quite a few moments um and I'm very lucky we're both lucky in in the end that it that it was not worse but what's my what's my point it's um something that I wanted to address with him because I kept it kept kind of coming up and I tried to bring it up to him like many many years ago And he kind of blew it off and said, what? No, I don't really remember that. And I said, okay, all right, cool. He doesn't remember, you know, I'm not going to push it. But then now I felt the need to bring it up again. So I did. And uh, this was about six months ago or so. And um, after I told him, which I think was by email, I'm not sure. I didn't hear from him for like three months And when I did, I kept trying, you know, I would leave him messages, I kept trying. And then when I did talk to him, he said that the very next day, his back went out severely. 
and he had to consistently see a chiropractor for um, a matter of weeks, like almost on a daily basis for like maybe two weeks and then every few days, but it went out bad. And obviously that's, that's a body memory, you know, because he still didn't really remember it, but his body did. And, um, and I said, you know, when we talked again, he said, I get that you had this memory, but why did you have to make me remember it too? And he was, he was mad at that. And he kind of, I see his point and I didn't quite know how to respond. I just said, I felt, I just really wanted to, to cl- clear this up between us. And I want you to know I would never, ever want to hurt you. And I'm so sorry. Uh, like on all levels of my being, you know, please forgive me. Um, thank you. I love you. Which is in fact a Ho'oponopono prayer, Hawaiian prayer of forgiveness. Look it up, peeps. I didn't purposefully, I, I mean, I, I, I may have because I love Ho'oponopono, but all of those lines in the prayer, I 100% authentically meant, even though you don't need to for the Ho'oponopono prayer, Ho'oponopono. At the time you say the words, you don't have to mean them, but I did, yeah, like in that moment, and asked for his, his forgiveness and he forgave me. And I guess that has something to do with it, right? Because how, for me, I needed to bring that memory to him to get his forgiveness. How could I get his forgiveness if he didn't remember it happening and if I never approached him with it? Now, that's not to say that all situations have to be dealt with like that. Everything is its own thing. So whatever situations you're dealing with in your life, I am not condoning, you know, you have to have a direct conversation, you have to bring it up with the person, but that may be the solution, but maybe not. It all has to do with what works for us individually. And research it do energy work, do forgiveness work, look up mentors, learn new subjects. Um, But strive to challenge yourself because it can be uncomfortable. There's a lot of uncomfortable stuff that has to do with healing. So that's what I want to get at. Um, And I am unsure as to whether or not to bring up this other traumatic memory with my brother because we haven't we still haven't fully recovered from that Uh, I was talking with his family a lot and then um, and then uh, that thing happened where I brought up I apologized to his wife again about about uh, like a disappointment that I had about not spending time with her the night before the wedding (laughs) my uh, my twin brother's wife And I'm not going to go into that right now because it's its own really weird thing. But over the years, I consistently bring up this thing and I say, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, I was invited to spend the night with her family and friends. And I didn't for like a number of different reasons. I I made myself a little sick because I was so nervous and, you know, whatever, whatever. And something has affected me 
on a soul level ever since because I keep approaching and apologizing to her and then after I went through my chemo and uh, the breast cancer treatment I like forgot even that I think I promised never to bring it up to her again and it's like for, I forgot it's like a I was like oh I just want to tell you I'm sorry and um, and then at that point like it's been full I like I haven't heard from the family at all <laughs> and um, and she probably I don't know what they think about me they probably think I'm nutty I'm like I can't remember talking to her about serious things I uh, the family probably found out the whole situation with my brother and the baseball bat and I don't know I don't know but there's healing still to be done and then there's others I mean there's uh, you know there are things playing out in current events and what have you I mean it, there's a lot of when it comes to family relationships friend relationships um, just interactions of all sort there is stuff to still be healed and so as we move forward we just still work I'm telling you just keep working on yourself just as long as we are working on healing ourselves that's really key because you can't force I don't know how I don't know if the relationship with my twin brother his wife and kids and her parents and f her family I don't know if that's ever going to be um, any anywhere half close to normal again I don't know if I'm going to be able to move forward in a healthy way with them and if they're going to even allow me to do that if they have a desire to even have my presence in their lives I have no idea honestly but I will try I will try and I will stay hopeful so we'll see as we move forward I do want to try to next time I talk to my my twin brother whenever that is um, I may wait a few more months to bring up a another potential memory that may cause him great discomfort but when you think about it we're freaking twins I mean we were in the womb together right so my healing is his healing and vice versa so um, I want him to heal from this very tragic traumatic incident that happened when we were very young so okay and I'm willing to even you know I want to work on this with him even if it even if because we started to get closer through the cancer and everything and then now we're further apart as you know but even if our relationship does not if we don't become as close as I would I would love to be I still want him to the, I want the best for him and I want him to be healed however it turns out I'll work on myself and I'll continue doing Ho'oponopono and um, 
move forward in that way. Okay. Ah, gosh, it's almost... See, this is a super long beginning talk, but whatever. Let's move on to astrology. I hope that was helpful to you all. We'll see, you know, clear up your own muck and yuck in the best way you can. Oh, all right. Um, do, do, do. So, the 14th. Well, like I said, not only do we have a new moon, solar eclipse in Sagittarius, but we have Venus sextile Jupiter, Mercury trine Mars, and the Sun semi-sextile Pluto. So it's all these different players too, um, which is fantastic. So new beginnings in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is very inspired. New things to learn, new things to experience. It is about expanded horizons and beliefs. It's about legal issues too and travel. But just think about the arrow leaving the bow okay and just traveling into into um you know new inspired skies and beyond that's kind of what it's about so then we have venus sextile jupiter venus is about harmony our values how we make our money but it's it's beautiful things and morals and self-worth that is linked in a positive way to Jupiter, which is about expansion. It's also the great benefic. Jupiter rules Sagittarius, just to put that out there. And Jupiter is a part of that big boy stellium in Capricorn, which is still very much happening until Saturn moves into Aquarius, which is uh, on the 17th. <laughs> That's just a few days away. <sighs> Venus right now is in Scorpio. Scorpio transformation, power control issues, shadow side stuff. So yeah, no wonder I'm talking about all this muck and yuck to clear up. But, you know, it's there. Just you got to do the hard work. This is super hard work right here at the end. So keep with it. Mercury trine Mars. Mercury is in Sagittarius, which I told you about. Mars is in Aries. Mars rules Aries, very powerful there. Lots of energy to be had. Lots of energy to be directed toward new goals. The Sun is also in Sagittarius. It's semi-sextile Pluto. Pluto is one of the big boys in the Capricorn stellium, having again to do with transformation, muck and yuck, power control, shadow side stuff. Semi-sextile is a smaller version of a sextile, but still opportunities can be had it's positive energy flow venus oh okay and that's it for today tomorrow venus is sextile saturn part of the big boy stellium and venus also moves into the sign of sagittarius and chiron goes direct in aries now chiron is the wounded healer Chiron is transforming pain, anger, and rage. Huge. Huge. Now, I said the word rage. 
Rage is the unhealthy manifestation of anger. Anger in and of itself is not necessarily a bad thing. Rage is. Rage is destructive in a malevolent way. It is not, you know, if you have anger and, um, you know, anger can be directed into taking like different actions and stuff, but it's always good to just be able to have that fraction of a second detachment to choose an action instead of just having a, an unconscious reaction. Rage is where you don't even think. It's, it's what happened to me when you go, you're almost blind to what is happening. And um, clearly, I mean, really, do I need to spell it out? Clearly, this is not good. Um, it's very, very uh, harmful and um, toxic. So the, any kind of anger management problem is getting to a point where you can recognize when you start to feel angry. It's kind of like Bruce Banner and how he controls turning into the Incredible Hulk, if possible. But yeah, that's what it's like. Rage is like hulking out. So uh, pe- anyone who has any kind of anger issue, it is important to be able to tell when you're starting to get angry. And you can definitely tell because I, I can. And when you start to get angry, to be able to go, okay, I'm, wa- you know, I'm walking away, I'm taking a breath, I'm, I'm taking a walk, I got to fi- cool down for a second. I got to figure things being able to step away and sort of pull the plug on the process before you go over the edge before you snap and start yelling and who knows what else. There are different elements to rage too. I think that's important to say. Not all rage is the same. There are um, it runs the gamut in and of the experience of rage to just like yelling um, and throwing a little temper tantrum in that way to physical violence and the different levels of physical violence that can happen. Everything is, you know, runs the gamut. Um, Nothing is either all one way or all the other. I mean, so the experience of rage falls into all kinds of different categories. But like I said, um, before you snap and just start yelling, which is like the most simple manifestation of rage, I think that there is, you can always tell so it's a, it's important to just train train ourselves to see it and feel it when it's coming and then pull the plug on the process and um yeah it's that's a really great thing to do to be able to step back and say I don't want this experience for myself because whenever I lose my temper I always feel like an ass afterwards I don't <laughs> I don't know about you all but Um, I either say something I regret or I act in a way that's just not acceptable or, you know, what have you. Um, So it's being able to take that anger and then use it in a constructive way and say, okay, well, this is how I feel. Um, This is the steps that I'm going to take. You know, standing up and having uncomfortable conversations or confrontations that can still happen with a semblance of 
clarity and some sort of balance within. Okay? All right. Mm. Uh, so let's move on. But the fact that Chiron is turning direct tomorrow, which we are feeling today, we're feeling all of this today. And every single one of these things is positive. So there's a lot of positive energy to be had. But at the same time, it's super hard and tough because we're needing to kick ourselves in the butt and challenge ourselves and do things we don't necessarily want to do because it's uncomfortable and new. All right. But go for it. Keep it up. Good job. Okay. Where are we at in terms of the podcast? It's like 40 minutes or something. Oh, my word. Okay. 32. I am going to do the guidance cards now. I'm going to ground them in, in energy for the highest good of all, most benevolent outcome for all. I encourage you to take a moment to do some conscious breathing and clear your mind. And I will be back shortly. Thank you. Okay, I'm back. All right, guidance cards for... Oh, my. That might be too many. A whole big chunk flipped out. Um, and on the... On the, uh, on the... When I was shuffling the cards, on the cut, I think is the term that they use for it, um, when I cut the cards, Queen of Swords was on the bottom of one half, and... Um, what was on the bottom of the other? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Seven of Cups. Choices. So we have a lot of choices right now. And you got to choose what no longer works for you. And do your best to heal it. Change it. Up-level it. Um, change your relationship to it. You know, how to move forward. But it takes Queen of Swords as being more in the mind. And being more logical than emotional. So remember that. Now, all these cards, this chunk that just flipped out, you got the Page of Swords, Mind. Uh, I think I'll just do them one at a time. Now, this card is a very intense card in the Osho Zen Tarot. It features a being that is um, made up of boards and metal gears. And then there's smokestacks coming out the top of their head with all kinds of dirty, polluted air coming out. And the only thing you see on the face, other than the metal gears, is a mouth. And the mouth is in this twisted, like, grimace. So, obviously, this person is in pain. It's really important to take care to clear out our minds and make sure that we're being observant of what we're thinking. Because what we think affects how we feel, and that affects the actions we take. Three of Wands underneath that experiencing. Three of Wands is really being in a place where you're putting in effort and you are certain to get results. You are looking out, you're seeing your ships starting to come in. It's a very empowered card of anticipation for what is to come. The Hierophant is underneath that, nothingness, and the Hierophant speaks of education, religion, um, deepening spiritual connection, um, and 
so it has to do with also like colleges and higher institutions um government sometimes as well but it for me it's very very much a beautiful card of of um deep spirituality and education in that way now in the osho zen it's it's a blank card and it also speaks of the the um period of time before something is created we're all kind of in this limbo space as well which can be hard it's the the time before the baby is born you know it's like um there's this pressure that kind of builds a little bit and then the contractions start um so it also reminds me of the darkness um behind one's eyes when you close them to prepare for meditation as well so it's meditating on the the potential of what is there in our lives as we move into number 10 in the major arcana the wheel of fortune titled change in the osho zen tarot this is the um wheel of fortune changing in our favor in our lives it is karmic karmic cycles playing out and finishing and um things shifting to a better vibe for us on multiple levels which is yes please <laughs> and thank you um the card underneath it is the 10 of swords rebirth and that is it peeps that is what is all about right now the rebirth but things are shifting things are ending some very intense long ass energetic cycles are ending in our lives individually and collectively like everyone around the globe is pretty much going through the same stuff right now so um how are you you know being birthed into a new version of yourself your best life your 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 best self living your best life as we move into the emperor number 4 major arcana titled the rebel the rebel hey that's aquarius energy right there very rebellious he's busting chains around his feet he's got a lit torch the ace of wands he's got an eagle friend flying along next to him and he himself has wings beautiful vibrant colors this dude is large and in charge and that is what we are all looking to be on the inner peeps these are beautiful cards so starting this out the page of of swords that can also be um kind of in a place of looking and researching and looking to learn so it's being a mind it's having a mind that is open to new ideas and kind of just sort of just sort of being on being on the lookout for them as well as clearing up our muck and yuck in the head so i just wanted to mention that as well but these are great cards um remember it's page of swords 3 of wands the hierophant the wheel of fortune 10 of swords rebirth and the emperor the rebel wow but yeah it's all about change So oh my gosh a whole bunch of another chunk flipped over This is um number 21 the world card completion beautiful 4 of cups turning in and 
the tower. Thunderbolt, of course the tower is here. So we're all living just through 2020, which is the tower year, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, but completion, this world card, that is, that also fits very well with that Wheel of Fortune. It is the final piece of the jigsaw puzzle of yourself being put into place when it comes to something in your life. Um, something coming to completion in a with a beautiful energy. I mean, this is satisfaction and wholeness on a level that's even hard to communicate. Um, and then turning in Four of Cups, this is very meditative. This card speaks to me just outright of the importance of meditation because it features a woman who's meditating and her beautiful aura is burning away all these smoky kind of faces around her that are chattering it's all the it it symbolizes all the voices inside us but it's like burning away the dirty air of all that muck and yuck all those voices chattering and then the tower thunderbolt yeah change talk about rebirth death and rebirth um life cycles how you doing issues of power and control um, this card is divine it can be divine intervention um, it can be changes that happen for our best you know that isn't it funny how you look back and it's like things that you thought were awful turn out to be the best things that could have happened to you because it helps us figure out like who we are and what we want and what we need to heal I mean um tower moments are can be divine blessings okay so it's important when you when you encounter change it's important to look at it in that way where's the blessing in this how can I learn how can I move forward in the most positive way right right all right I'm really trying to <laughs> finish up here <laughs> so uh, any one one more card to leave listeners with today but you're you know you all are doing great keep it up as we continue to heal um, rest be gentle with ourselves as well all right oh one card did fall out nine of cups laziness <laughs> so yeah Nine of Cups is a beautiful card of wish fulfillment. And the Osho Zen just kind of points out not to be too lazy when we have good stuff coming to us. We can't rest on our laurels for too long because there's still work to be done. And I think that is it, peeps. For today, we have Eight of Cups at the bottom of the deck, letting go, knowing what to let go. The Chariot, awareness under that. Uh... Knight of Cups, trust, it features someone falling through the air in a leap of faith. It's beautiful. It's beautiful colors, beautiful energy. Um, Nine of Pentacles, ripeness, that speaks of divine timing and uh, abundance and prosperity. And there's the King of Swords, control, the fool under him. <laughs> so yeah. King of Swords is really being logical and figuring out what works and what doesn't in our lives so that we can start fresh and move forward with inspired, um, hopeful energy. All righty. I could go on and on. Gosh. But that's it for today, peeps. And 
as always, you know, I wish you all the best. I want to thank you for all that you are and do. Stay tuned for more. Look up Affirmation Bear, Astrology Bear, and Alexa through Amazon. Look up my pamphlets and stuff located on my website. You can get there, rvmpath.com. And there's the Fear Rocks. Uh, free yourself from fear, the Fear Rocks, and how they can help, $9.99 on Amazon. I am definitely going to move forward and, and I'm going to start promoting that more because I'm very proud of that project. So more on that soon. As always, I send you love and peace and wish you to be safe and well. Thanks so much. Mwah.